Alex, I don't know what to call this other than the You're Wrong podcast. Uh, today, when we were talking pre-show, we decided that we would be talking about players to stay away from, players not to draft. And then Alex kept suggesting guys that you should draft. So here we are. <laughs> So this is Alex's do not draft list, which is ridiculous. And uh, we're going to roast him. Okay. We're going to put the KROG on the fire spit. And he's just going to be rotisserie for the next 30 minutes. So lock in. It's time to go. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go! Fantasy Football Sackos. It's Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. We are talking some do not draft players today, ladies and gents. We are not in agreement, however, I will say. Alex has an awful do not draft list. And we are going to be talking about three such players that Alex believes you should stay away from. And he's going to tell you why. So without further ado, Alex, please tell us why people should not draft Alvin Kamara for fantasy football in 2023. All right, here we are. Alvin Kamara, 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 whatever. He hit people in a bar a couple years ago, and now he's suspended for three games. So that's number one. You have to deal with that, right? Breaking news this past couple weeks, or the last week he met with Roger Goodell. He's out for three weeks. Um, okay. Jason, can you, can, you, uh, can you tell me uh, who led the Saints in rushing touchdowns last year? Uh, I would guess last season... It was maybe Taysom Hill. Yeah, you're exactly correct. He had seven <laughs> rushing touchdowns. As oh, a as go. a Alvin as an Alvin Kamara owner, I know how many times he did not score, which is seven. They gave it to Taysom Hill seven times. He, Kamara, in retrospect, only scored two t- rushing touchdowns. Two. He finished. Not where you wanted because he was taken in the first round, late second round last year, right? So let me just keep scrolling down here. Where did Kamara finish? Oh, yep. There we go. Running back 18. So not great. Not terrible for only scoring four total touchdowns because his targets and receptions saved him. But if you have to deal with a three-game suspension, you have to take him probably early round four is my guess, late round three. I understand the Derek Carr aspect of this where if he's going to be under center the whole time, but I guarantee you that Taysom Hill will be getting snaps in that offense because Pete Carmichael is still their offensive coordinator. He's been there for 15 seasons and the way that they've deployed Taysom Hill the last couple of years, it destroys Kamara's value and that's why you shouldn't draft him. Alvin Kamara was a top 10 running back each of his first five seasons of his career on a points-per-game basis prior to last season's debacle. 
And yeah, uh, he was ter- He sucked having on a team last year. He sucked and he was healthy the whole year. Well, he missed a couple weeks, missed weeks two and four. Here's his out. Here's games that he had half PPR 6.1, 6.3, for a number one running back that you have on your team. Now he's going to be your number two running back where he's being taken now. Sorry for cutting you off. He was incredibly frustrating other than his 38 point week in week eight. Had double digit fantasy points in eight out of 18 games. So just under half. And that is with several people not named Derek Carr at quarterback. In fact, Alex, can you name all of the quarterbacks to throw a pass for the New Orleans Saints last season? I can, actually. All right, hit me with your best shot. Blandy Dalton. Yeah. Jameis and Taysom Hill. And Ian Book as well. Three out of four, not bad. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, he's an explosive player. It was a one-off. They didn't have a quarterback. They resorted to Taysom Hill, who had more than five rushing attempts in six games because that is how desperate they were at quarterback after Jameis and Andy went down. Well, really, Jameis went down and Andy was inept. <laughs> Yeah, not great. Although Andy Dalton, 18 touchdowns, nine picks. Bears quarterbacks have been worse than that other than when they're Andy Dalton for the last three decades. Um, So, hey, I get get it. He's been in an elite, well-known player. He's suspended for three weeks. You can't put him in your IR slot. You're going to have to sit there. And then once he comes back, he'll be okay. He'll, He'll explode for a week or two. Now, if you're going to tell me he's going to get a bunch of checkdowns and it's a PPR league, I'm more interested. Half PPR, though? Yeah. Kamara is currently being drafted as running back 18, which is 47th overall. Which so is where he finished last year. Getting him at the end of the fourth round right now. Running back 18. You are salty. Because of how he finished last year relative to where you had to draft him to get him. I believe if you drafted Kamara at running back 18, it's a value. He's a number one running back. There's really no one there for him to split carries with other than what, Taysom Hill? Yeah. And Taysom Hill is not going to have five plus rushing attempts in six games this year. So you you don't you don't know that just for the record. Uh, I, I do know that as we've done uh, some mock bet. drafts <laughs> I, that, that you have been drafting. Uh, what is it? Kendra Miller, uh, who they took in round three. Um, so you, you can't say that, that they have nobody who might actually be a, a good little stash for the first three weeks here Just for the first um, three weeks, right? Uh, somebody that you can get in like round, I don't know, 12, 13. Yeah. hundred percent. 
Um, so to, w- wanted to highlight that. Um, as far as where he's going on sleeper, so he's going pick 38 currently on sleeper. Uh, Aaron Jones and Joe Mixon are the two running backs going after him. Um, I would definitely much rather have Mixon than Kamara. Uh, Aaron Jones, I'm a little bit indifferent on, um, but d- definitely would prefer Joe Mixon to Alvin. Okay. <clears throat> and, I, and I'm fairly certain that you strongly agree with that as well. Yes. Yeah, I would definitely take Mixon to Kamara just because of the offense. Yeah. I know, I know since he's going to put up a boatload of points. All right. Next up, Alex, tell me why you would not draft Damian Pierce. Why are you making me go first every time? Why don't, don't, you, don't you want to go first? Because I think you're wrong. Uh, maybe, uh, don't you want to draft guys that probably like have good touchdown upside? Like how many points or how many touchdowns are you expecting the Houston Texans to score? So everybody loved Damian Pierce at the beginning of last year. He did get nicked up. He ended up missing the last four weeks of the season. Um, He was clearly their best player on offense when healthy. And even when he wasn't healthy, he was probably still their best player on offense. Really started out, you know, a little bit slow, but the, you know, here's his his stretch here in the middle of the season, 17, 22, 18, 13, 12, 13, 11. I had people texting me, Hey, you know, got him maybe round five, round six for keeper leagues. Do I trade for him? Like, do I try to convert him into a better short-term asset? And then kind of the end came quick, 2.7, before getting hurt two games later. So he's fine. I think it's more of just uh, he doesn't have a high touchdown upside. And so I just don't want to reach for... And I get, it's not even reaching, right? So he's going pick 52. Um, but there, there's, again, this is a, I would rather have other players in this position. I'd rather have Cam Akers, who's going after him. I'd rather have Alexander Madison, who's going after him. I'd rather have James Conner, who's going after him. All kind of similar backs, right? Those four where they're kind of the undisputed workhorse. Except I don't know if Damian Pierce is the undisputed workhorse there, because they signed somebody to a significant contract that nobody wants to talk about. And I, and I just don't understand why Devin Singletary is not being talked about more in this backfield because he's, he's still pretty young and he's going to split this backfield up pretty substantially. I don't think that Akers or Madison or Connor are going to have a split backfield. I do think Damian Pierce will. Devin Singletary is on a one-year $2.75 million contract. Like that's, yeah. that's pennies. Saquon signed a one-year contract for $11 million. This is less than three. Okay, but I mean, it, obviously I mean, it's, Singletary it's really, and Saquon are, are different, right? But Singletary in his career, I'm just saying, 775 it's not a yards. lucrative contract. Like that's, that's meager. Singletary's never had less than 687 yards in his career. So if you're going to take 
the Houston Texans rushing attack last year, which combined for a total of, of 1,400 yards, just under 1,500 yards. Damian Pierce had 939 of those. And you slide Singletary in, who's going to have at least 600 yards rushing, probably. That, you know, there's probably, I don't know. I don't. I'd be shocked if he goes over a thousand yards this year. Quite frankly, because of Devin Singletary being in that backfield. Okay. Damian Pierce still finishes the running back twenty-five and put up almost a thousand yards and only four touchdowns over thirteen games before an ankle injury ended his season last year. He was running back fourteen. Okay, running back fourteen from weeks two through fourteen when healthy and in the starting role. He is being drafted as running back 21 right now. And that's not a small sample size. We're talking about 13 weeks of prove it. And he was a borderline RB1 that you can get in the fifth round. Yes, the Texans signed Devin Singletary to a pennies contract for less than $3 million. And yes, they have a new head coach in D'Amico Ryans. But you know what they also have? Well, you know what a new head coach means? A new offensive coordinator. Bobby Slowick, who has spent the last six seasons with the 49ers. Do you not think that they're going to find creative ways to get the balls into the hands of their best playmakers? There's going to be Maybe, some, but he was he was also the passing game coordinator. He wasn't necessarily focusing on the running back. Fair. He spent six seasons with San Fran. He I understand that, but he was, he, was, he was coordinating the passing game, not the running game, Jason. We're talking about running backs here. I'm not so, even... I don't care. Like, I it's going to be a much better offense. They have CJ Stroud, a quarterback, who cannot be any worse than Davis Mills was last year. I mean, it, he very well could be, just for the record. No. he, r- Yeah, I mean, rookie quarterbacks are, are not like lock it in. They're going to be great right away. Also, game script. How many games do you expect the Houston Texans to win this year, Jason? It doesn't matter. Damian Pierce no, only put up four matter. touchdowns last year and was the running back 14 with it only four matter. touchdowns. Right. And now Singletary's there, and they're Who's not going to be scoring that many points. He's not trash, Singlet- though. Singletary is not a threat at all to Damian Pierce in any way, shape, or form. He's I a, think you're He's a middling wrong. running back who cannot catch the football that got signed to a, instead of a second contract of any meaningful value, a one-year deal, which is crap for a 25 year old running back he's not 30 he's just an average running running back who cannot catch a ball will not threaten Damian Pierce's third down value at all and Damian Pierce even without the touchdowns last year was running back 14 he's going as running back 21 that is value he's going in the fifth round he is not your first running back he is not the guy that you draft that's on the offense with all of the the surefire bet to put up 10 plus touchdowns and 1500 yards like we are talking about your flex player at this point in the fifth round 
You're getting Jason, a running back two in your flex. Who had more catches last year, Damian Pierce or Devin Singletary? I don't care. They're two different offenses. Yeah, and Devin Singletary was never on the field. Devin right? Singletary because, was on the field they were because s- all they had behind him was a rookie running back. Yeah, they he was splitting up carries with a whole bunch of guys in Buffalo. Um, uh, really. Singletary, he was by Singletary far the rushing leader has on that had team. at least. Uh, so he had 29 catches as a rookie since then he's had 38 or more catches each of the last three years. Um, so yeah, he's going to be used in the passing game. And also don't forget that they were subbing Rex Burkhead in a whole bunch to take snaps away from him to throw the ball. And so if you can actually run the ball with Singletary and or throw it to him, I just think that there's going to be opportunities there that Damian Pierce won't have this year because Singletary will be on the field. That's, I mean, like factually I said, accurate. You are entitled to your opinion, however wrong it may be. Devin Singletary was on the field for more than 700 snaps last season. That was a lot. So to say that he was splitting it up with a bunch of dudes is factually incorrect. They should have kept him then. So, no, because again, he's an average running back. He's exceedingly average. Average enough to bite out a Damian Pierce. 789. 70 some odd. Let's do some quick math. Six, 65% of snaps he was on the field for. Yeah, pushing 66. But I digress. Easily the starting running back. Like, of course he caught balls. It's also just a much different offense. But, look, you want to pass on Damian Pierce? You want to pass on an RB2 in the fifth round as your flex? You guys can go ahead and do that. You know, it's all good. I, there's some other guys that I would rather have instead of Pierce, Akers, Madison, Connor, uh, being the three that are going behind him. Akers um, lost I, his job. Akers literally was removed from the team for several weeks last season. Madison, if you want to talk about dudes that are going to be splitting their, their job, splitting the – you have no idea if Madison is, is in every down back. Like, I just, I, I just, disagree. ladies and gentlemen, according to the Sacco's rankings, Jason <laughs> currently has Cam Akers at 21, James Conner at 20, and Damian Pierce at 23. So, so they're all but, right next to each other. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just telling you that my preference is to have those other guys, which you actually agree with. So, <laughs> and Rather again and sit here there, and continue to argue there, there's so there's so many things uh, again this is a preference thing right there are enough factors for this particular player that i that go against him game script devin singletary rookie quarterback that i just won't have him on my team and i prefer other people and i think a lot of people listening or watching do too all right. Our next running back is Jameer Gibbs. 
Alex, please tell everyone why you don't want to draft Jameer Gibbs. The exact same reasons the last two, because I don't know how many touchdowns he's going to score. You look at the Detroit Lions offense last year, and what happened? Let's let's take a look here. They, oh, I don't know. They just gave the ball to Jamal Williams every time they got inside the five-yard line until he scored, and there wasn't a whole lot else to go around, right? DeAndre Swift was there. Don't you see Gibbs kind of filling that Swift role? Like 99 attempts for DeAndre Swift, 500 yards. I'm, it's going to be more than that, probably. Montgomery. Yeah, but Montgomery is going to be the back here that is probably going to score the touchdowns. Not necessarily the guy you want to draft, but the guy that's going to score the touchdowns. Currently, Jameer Gibbs is going to pick 36. So right at the turn uh, in round three to four uh, ahead of guys of. So he's, he's the, the running back going after just after Travis Etienne. He's going before guys, Kenneth Walker, Kamara, Aaron Jones, Mixon, Dobbins, uh, and Miles Sanders. It's an unknown for a team that ran the ball a good amount. Surprisingly, Ben Johnson, still their offensive coordinator. He is, I'm actually surprised he didn't get more head coaching buzz after the way that their offense was. Detroit ran the ball the 13th most times in football last year, just, uh, just over 28 attempts a game. But yeah, it's, I think they're, they are a pass first offense here and I that does favor Gibbs at least a little bit if, if you're looking at it, but Montgomery is not a slouch out of the backfield either catching the ball. So you want to talk about contracts, which we were just doing. They did give Montgomery a substantial contract uh, to hop away from the bears to go to the lions. So they're going to use him. I think that Montgomery is going to be the goal line guy. And because of that, like I don't, I definitely don't see, maybe I'll eat these words, right? But I definitely don't see him having like that Chris Johnson rookie season or that Forte rookie season back in like 2008 where they were just, you know, ball hogs. They scored from long ways out and were catching balls out of the backfield. They, he might catch the balls in the backfield or out of the backfield, but I think it's between the twenties uh, and Montgomery's the guy pounding it in. So this is a touchdown uh, projection from my standpoint where I think it's an unknown rookie running back and you, you're you're kind of hoping that he finishes where he does um, instead of it. Uh, there's definitely no guarantee. I think that Jameer Gibbs is potentially a value in any PPR format. Um, their GM has called him an offensive weapon and not a running back. He is not going to line up and run downhill, you know, all three downs in a row. That is not Jameer Gibbs. He was drafted with the 12th pick in the first round of April's draft. Um, Surprisingly drafted that high. He garnered all SEC honors as the Alabama Tides top running back, uh, 151 attempts for almost 1,000 yards in 12 games, seven touchdowns on the ground, another three through the air. Uh, Also led the team in receptions, believe it or not, with 44. Um, 
garnered All-American honors as an all-purpose player. <clears throat> Jamal, Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift ran for 361 rushing attempts between the two of them last season. There is more than enough running work to go around. He does not need 275 rushing attempts to be of value. He is not going to play running back for three downs. He is going to be on the field when Monty is on the field. Even at the goal line. If you don't think that they're going to line him up at receiver and put him on an end around and let him chase or, you know, run somebody down to the pylon. I mean, that's exactly what Jameer Gibbs is. Everybody knows what he ran at the combine. He is speed incarnate. Um, he has one of, if not the best offensive lines in the entire league this season. I think he's a lock as an easy RB2. He is he's being drafted as an RB2, though. And that's, I think, what Alex is really concerned about is, unlike the last few guys, Jameer Gibbs is going as uh, running back 14 right now, which is a steeper price. Uh, but that it's is a smidge high. That is at the end of the third round. I could see investing in a guy like Jameer Gibbs at the end of the third round. Like he is by far like, and away easily one of the most talented guys in the league. He has big playability. If you watch watch any of his games, the Tennessee game is incredible. He's a one-cut runner that I think translates very easily into the NFL. He's decisive. He is smart. He can read outside zones. I mean, the guy can do anything and everything that you ask him to. So he might be he might be so fast he might not even have a chance to think about it. Um, I, running a four three six only behind Devin A Chain, uh, who the Dolphins took, and and your point is fair and a good one where. Uh, because he's going to be doing all of the receiving out of the backfield or theoretically a lot of it, right? DeAndre Swift, 70 targets last year, uh, 48 catches. If, if they can get him... wasn't healthy. <laughs> like, well, yeah, fair. It, but it just never seemed like they used Swift properly um, for whatever reason. I, I don't really know, right? But like, I get the upside. It's there. I think you're buying like you have to pay to get him where he's at so yeah if you are at the the turn and there's no way that you don't or there's no way that you like okay fine i guess but there's just other players that i'd probably rather target who but the the upside's clearly there i get it just a little too rich for my blood for an offense that um should be should be pretty good this year. It, it really should be. And and Jameson Williams being out the first six weeks, I do think might help him get acclimated a little bit quicker uh, because they, they will be lining him up all over the place with, you know, down one of their talented wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it all depends on format. If you are full PPR, I have no problem paying that end of third round price. Um, because the targets are going to be there. I really think yep. that he pushes 100 targets this season in his rookie year. Um, 
which would basically be Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Like, like as a rookie who ended up, you know, finishing top 10. So if you're full PPR, hundred percent smash Jameer Gibbs. Other than that, that's when you lose me. His ADP should slide half point standard. I mean, if you're not getting any points for the receptions, it makes it a tougher sell. And, and or just stop playing in that league because it doesn't sound like much fun. Yeah, true. The really low points. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, thanks thanks for agreeing with me uh, on all three of these guys, Jason. I appreciate it. You are welcome, Alex. Thank you guys for listening uh, to the KROG Spill Some K-R-A-P. K-R-A-P. Sorry. The assorted crap over here taking taking place on this podcast right now um hey um so how how, like because so like we've been doing mocks after we're done recording yeah and like now that we're kind of transitioning away from video and we're we're kind of going back into the pod and we can we can talk to the people so like if there's one, if there's, like, let's say there's two guys, maybe three guys. I, I just want to talk real quick because you always end up with Sky Moore in every draft. And so I just kind of want you to talk through some of these guys that you find yourself targeting um, to, to the listeners because I, I find them interesting. It's not people that I'm really interested in, quite frankly. Um, so I'm, I'm just interested to, to hear you kind of, kind of talk, talk to the peeps about some of these. I mean, quite frankly, it's basically every Kansas city wide receiver. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, secret on how to win fantasy football is get the best players on the best team. Right. So what, um, right. Uh, a couple years ago for the chiefs, it was Tyreek and then Tyreek left and then say his name, say his name. (laughs) Tyreek Hill. Do it. No, no. It's the next guy. Uh, Last year. Well, then it was Travis Kelsey. Oh, say Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, really, the leading receiver turned into Kelsey, who just put up an astronomical season at tight end. Which we all knew, and I thought it was hilarious that some people had Mark Andrews over him last year. Yeah, that was obscene. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's right that's kind of the the evidence right like if you lose your number one wide receiver it doesn't mean that you can automatically slot in the next receiver to get all of those targets right they're going to go just to your best players i think sky moore is a very versatile very good player who hopefully takes a leap in his second year um obviously the chiefs did not resign juju um so I am looking for Sky Moore to take that leap. He's almost free in drafts going. I think I usually take him like the ninth, 10th, 11th round somewhere between those two, three rounds. And mm-hmm. if I can get the number one receiver for the Chiefs, granted, it really is Kelsey, but you're really getting the wide receiver two for the Chiefs at the end of drafts for free when you are throwing darts Receivers are historically known. Granted, I feel like the last three years, each of those three years, we've had receivers make just outrageous leaps in their rookie seasons even. 
yeah. um, with Jefferson and Chase specifically, a, a few others. But traditionally, receivers are more known for breaking out after two to three years. I think Sky Moore is really set up to break out in a big way this season. I think them not resigning Juju says a lot. Um, Justin Ross has been popping uh, at camp. Um, but I'm, I'm a little bit interested to see how that shakes out an actual playing time in some of these preseason games that are upcoming because football has started. Um, but I just, I like the opportunity. I'm going to take a shot at a guy. And so why not try to land maybe the wide receiver two on one of, if not the best offenses in the league. Yeah. Another guy that I feel like we've ended up having uh, on our team quite a bit is Odell Beckham Jr. Who is just going really, really late, uh, you know, somewhere around 10 where he has upside. But again, it, it's just like a, the, the free price tag. Uh, it, it should be noted. I, I hopped on sleeper, um, and I guess this was from earlier, and I wish I would have had this at my disposal sooner, but uh, Kareem Hunt is is making a free agent visit to the Saints. Um, <laughs> so if if the Saints sign Kareem Hunt, then I then I really dislike Alvin Kamara. And I, I wish I would have had that a little little earlier. But um, if if Hunt signs with the Saints, then oof, no. I, I don't want anything to do with anything on, on that backfield. That, that, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> I, I would not. I wouldn't know what to that, even make of that backfield. I mean, I guess it'd be Kareem Hunt's backfield for three games, right? For sure. And then... Like, he, he would be like RB1 after three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would fade into oblivion for the rest of the season and be nothing more than a handcuff. Right. Right. Uh, like that, right now, if you're drafting Kamara, you have to get messy. Kendra Miller as like, you need to figure out how camp goes. And if Miller produces and pick him up, otherwise they signed Dalvin, Kareem, Zeke. I mean, these, I just, these damn three guys haven't signed anywhere yet. And it's just, frustrating and Jacobs is not at camp. So no, he's not. Yeah. What, like, what are the Raiders doing? Uh, like it doesn't really seem like there's urgency there from, from either side. And then like, so let's say Josh Jacobs doesn't show up. Amir Abdullah, Zamir white, Brandon Bolden, like um, Z- Zamir white. It's Zamir white. He was a rookie yeah, last like, year. He's like I, he's a. There's a decent pick invested in him. He has some talent. Um, man, just he's, just Jacobs messy. is being linked to the Broncos right now. Um, doesn't make any sense, does it? Well, I mean, you have Javante coming back from an ACL, so. Kind of. Yeah, they w- You're saying Jacobs to the Broncos? He's he they, is getting interest from the Broncos and the Chiefs. They wouldn't trade him in the division. There's there's no way. Um, 
So that that's interesting to me. The the other thing that's interesting to me, again, being the number one fan of the Gus bus in fantasy football, if if Dobbins isn't showing up, um that is a concern. Um and like you know they're gonna run the ball. So I just well, the th- I don't know. The thought is isn't even that it would be a trade. The thought is that Las Vegas could potentially rescind the tag, making Jacobs a free agent. Oh, really? That would be interesting. Well, if they're going to yeah. do that, they might as well go sign Kareem Hunt then. <laughs> well, it's just imploding the team, right? Because I mean, what else do you really have? Devonte. Yeah, Devonte sitting there, angry. He signed. Right. So I I don't know I just wanted to kind of talk about random uh, random things to to kind of wrap this up. Is there any? Uh, how's your boat? It's nice, man. I would say I want to go on it, but we sp- we spend too much time talking to each other on a weekly basis. So I don't know if I can spend more time with you. Um, I can never spend enough time with you, Alex. That's very nice of you. Also, when's the next season of The Bachelor? I, I kind of miss you trying to set me up on a weekly basis. It has started, and I have not watched yet. Uh, have you DVR'd it? Are you uh, like oh, waiting to yeah. binge some of this? Yes, it is. It is absolutely DVR'd. Um, however, what I will say is that right now, I believe anyways, maybe I'm a little biased, but the biggest Bachelor Bachelorette news is that uh, Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tardick called off their engagement. Oh, no. Yeah. I can't I can't believe it. Four years together. Just rough. Oh. Jason said he was beyond heartbroken. So. <sighs> oh, well. Man, I, I think we're going to have to end it there. I don't. I don't think I can recover and keep recording after hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. Really so, sad. All right. Um, thank you all so much for <laughs> listening to Alex get eviscerated. Tell on, Jason he's wrong. People, the people takes. know, people know who to and listen to on this podcast. For using my rankings from six weeks ago against me. I really appreciated that. <laughs> Not in any way updated or pertinent. <laughs> But put it in my face nonetheless. That was a slick little move. I almost went in there and changed Jameer Gibbs' ranking to number one overall. Just because I didn't want to deal with you. So. You're welcome. Appreciate that little tactic you got. I'm, I'm here for you. So with that, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great night. By the way, go to the fantasyfootballsackos.com, get pick up the Sacco sheet. We're still working on it. We're kind of waiting for some of these running backs to sign, and apparently they're, they're never signing. going to sign. So I think this week we're just going to kind of say F it uh, and, and get something ready for you guys. So if you guys would go to the Sackos, sorry, the fantasyfootballsackos.com, uh, there will be like a, a landing page for you to pick up the Sacco sheet. And we will update it again uh, once some of these guys sign right before the season starts and, and resend it out to you guys. So um, again, thanks for listening um, and have a great rest of your week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter 
at the FF Sackos. 